that there's something about becoming a mom that makes you a bit of a boss. Let's be honest about how challenging it can be to find balance and keep it all together as working moms. Join me on my quest for inspiration as I meet the mom bosses who are raising babies, breaking barriers, and making power moves in their careers. I'm Monica Platek, and this is the Mom Boss Podcast. It's episode eight. We're almost through season one of the podcast, and I can't believe it. So thanks so much for joining me on this journey. Now, today we're talking about making a career change. Have you ever considered it? You know, it's a bold move, whether you have kids or not. And I have just the person to give us a glimpse into taking that career plunge. Meet mom of two, Andre Lee Greenberg. Hi, Andre. Hi, Monica. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? Good. I'm so happy to finally have you on the podcast. You're actually a really great friend of mine. Yay. Yay. I just want to be transparent about that before we begin. I'm not going to pretend like you're a stranger and I don't know you. (laughs) You've actually been one of the most, I would say, instrumental people in my life when it comes to trying to work through my motherhood and my jobs, you know, my career. I'm so glad. So thank you for that. Anytime. (laughs) Not anytime. Now let's get into the good stuff. Yeah, not anytime because we're busy (laughs) and tired and all that jazz. So the reason I want to talk to you today is because you have an interesting perspective because you've actually gone through a career change over the last few months, yes. which I can imagine is actually quite an undertaking as a mom of two. It was. And I wonder, I think for me, it was a big undertaking period just because I totally switched careers. I had been a journalist for 15 years and, and switched into something related, but still very different, which is public relations. So yeah, now I am an account director at a PR firm here in Toronto. Uh, which means that I'm the liaison between the client and the agency. I get to work on high-level strategy, uh, but also leading a team of other account people, just making sure that we sort of speak to the client's needs. And it's, it's great. So when did you finally decide that you were itching to make a change? It was actually a year and a half before the change even happened. And which I'm actually really happy about because I, I wonder if I had reacted too quickly if I would have found something that makes me as happy as what I have now. Uh, So as I said, I'd been a journalist for 15 years. And in the last part of my career, I realized that what I was doing was getting further and further away from actual journalism. And on the one hand, I, I actually found that I was totally okay with that. I had always thought that I would always be a journalist. And I realized that I was fine now with doing things that were more around strategy and, um, content and storytelling from a different perspective. But I also realized that I wasn't growing or developing in ways that I wanted to. I was learning new things, but they weren't necessarily taking me anywhere that uh, that seemed terribly interesting. And so, yeah, I, it took a year and a half, but I, I think the moment that I realized that I needed to make a switch was a real turning point. And then I was able to do things like hire a career coach and start doing all of the work that I needed to do to find the next best step is how I always put it. You know, it had taken you a year and a half, you said, to finally figure out how to make that change. But your kids were probably in a better place too for you to make it. Well, so they would have been, I guess, two and a half and four at the time. Um, And I, I wonder if it's a coincidence. I feel like I have a lot of 
friends who are moms who get through the really hard early years and then start thinking again about themselves and wondering if they're fulfilled in, in ways outside of parenting. Um, so I don't think it's a coincidence that I started at that age, but I also don't think it's a coincidence that it took me that long because um, it's a it's a really hard thing to do to find a new job and a new career and do all of that searching and the research and the the introspection and 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 so yeah I think that by the time the change finally came um it was just the right time for everybody I've never dealt with a career coach before but I remember when you started dealing with her oh, you were so excited favorite people this is a lovely lovely person uh named Steffi Black who um who I was connected to and we had probably five sessions together over the course of a year. But one of the first things that she had me do was almost take an inventory of all of the stuff that I knew and all of the stuff that seemed to have value, uh, which was really important because I think when you are in one job for a really long time, you forget to take stock of all the stuff that you know because you you just do it, right? You don't have to think about uh things, I don't know, like individual skills or anything. They're all just part of the Well, unless you're rewriting a resume, right? There really well, exactly, is no which reason I hadn't, to... Exactly, which I hadn't really been doing. And if I had been, it was only within that company. So I didn't really have to think about how I would position myself outside of that company. Um, but then what she had me do, which I really loved, was an exercise where I had to sit down and list three things that I, three experiences from childhood that I just loved. And then explain what it was about them that I loved. And then to list three things that I loved about work. And, and so my things were like going to camp or uh, going on road trips with my family, things like this. And it was about, it was activities that uh, involved discovery and curiosity and adventure and, and working on a lot of different things, right? There was a lot of variety in what I loved. And so... Um, so then she said, now we need to find a way to help you find these things in the work that you do next. And it was so nice because it, it just reminds you that it, it's sort of this idea that it's, there's nothing haphazard about it, right? You thrive and love a career in part because it speaks to, to who you are and what you've always loved. Yeah. I've always been one of those people that has really wanted to love what I do. Yeah. And, and the moment that I feel like I don't, I, I have to leave. And in fact, I, I did that in the last few months, which can feel really scary when you walk away from something that is full-time, something that is paying yeah. your bills. Yeah. A lot of job security, great benefits. But I think because, and this is where you and I are alike, because I do have that need to feel like the work I'm doing has value and that it speaks to me in a certain way. And, and that I, I want to be learning and I want to be growing and I want to be trying new things and developing. And if and I think it just became so crystal clear to me that that to get those things, I was going to have to move on. So there wasn't there wasn't really a choice in the end. I mean, when I announced that I was leaving, some people were really surprised that I would leave. But on the other hand, I, I couldn't have imagined staying. So let's talk about those first few months of changing into <laughs> a new job, because personally, it takes me about three months to feel like I can actually be myself around a new group of people at work. Yeah whether it's like the lunchroom or a meeting, <laughs> you know, I always kind of like try to rein in the amount of Monica I share <laughs> because no. sometimes it can be too much Monica. 
how did you actually deal with that while having to go home and manage your two tiny people and a husband? <laughs> um, God, when you list it like that, it does seem like <laughs> a lot. So I think, well, first of all, I was lucky because I had two really good friends who had also just recently gone through uh, job transitions and and pretty major ones as well. And so one of them said, give yourself six months. Don't expect anything of yourself. Don't expect to have any credibility either, at least for the first six months. And so that actually gave me a lot of space to ask a ton of questions, not pretend that I knew anything I didn't. It also helped that the people that hired me never asked me to be anything that I wasn't. And so we all came into this very wide wide-eyed, I guess, about, or clear-eyed, I should say, about what my skills were and what value I could bring. Um, and so it was tricky. Like, I remember the first week, all I did was write down acronyms in the back of a book so I could go and look them up later because it's a different language. You're meeting new people. Nobody knew yet how hilarious I was. <laughs> um, but it was also knowing the clients and the projects and all of this stuff. There was so much to learn. And I wish I could go back to those first weeks and remember if I was very tired, but I think you have to be, right? Because your brain is just working constantly to not just not mess up, but also to keep track of all this information. Um, but then I, I do remember that when I would go home, what I noticed almost immediately is that I was so much more present with my kids because I was no longer spending my time with them thinking about what next job I wanted. Right. I didn't realize, I think, until that moment that I'd actually spent a lot of my at home time worried or anxious or whatever, just trying to think of, oh, my gosh, how am I going to find a new job? Where will I work? All of that. So all of a sudden I could actually go home and just be with them. And we I'm going to say like our fun has has definitely increased since I started this new job. So fun the meters, end, the fun meters, the gone fun up. meters, I wouldn't say it's off the charts, <laughs> but it's definitely it's definitely better because. Um, I guess I just feel more settled. That makes sense. Yeah, it's weird because on the one hand, you're totally not settled at work. But on the other, I never I was able to sort of clear out this part of my brain that had spent a lot of time thinking about what next. Well, because I think at that point, your decision was made, yeah. you're starting in your role. You know, so it is really like being the new kid at school when you start a new job. It, it is. is. So now have you, do you feel like you've settled in? Has it been about six months? <laughs> It'll be, yeah, it's, it's coming up on six months, actually. I do, I mean, it's, I do feel like I've settled in, in part because the people I work with are really lovely and have always made me feel welcome. I think what I still struggle to do, I mean, I'm still doing things for the first time. And so there's always that unknown factor about, am I supposed to speak up? Is what I'm going to say already totally obvious to people? Um, and so that's been what I've, in the last few months, I guess, the sort of the last part of this first six months has been about seeing the places where I do know that I have something to offer that has value. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm still, I'm still navigating that a little bit, but I'm definitely gaining confidence. I've done a lot. I've done a lot in the last six months that I did a lot of fast learning, I think. And I don't know, it's maybe too soon to say. It, I, I think, think it probably relevant. takes, it probably takes about a year. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. If that's, <laughs> if that's the question. No, but it's, you know, a year gives you the ability to go through all of the seasons. It's a cycle. You know? Yeah. So I think six months is probably still pro pretty early. I guess. 
Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, you're probably right, actually. Give me a year. We'll have to do this again for round two. <laughs> I've been hitting you up every month, so <laughs> we're doing well, whether it's a coffee chat or whatever it is. Um, so let's talk about your family a little bit more, because okay. in the past, looking at all of the work that you've done in journalism, which I would think has been quite amazing, a lot of work in sports, a ton of work at the Olympics, yep. you have had to travel for work. Yes. And there's one Olympics in particular that <laughs> I remember because... It was Rio 2016, and I had just had a baby, and I was returning to help the team with the Rio Olympics. You were going to be at them for, was it a month? A month. month. I was gone. Four weeks. Yeah, and so you had two young kids that you were leaving at home, but you you said something that stuck with me where you said, you know, they, I would like for them to see that mommy also has to go away and do things for herself and do things for her career. So what did you mean by that? Well, because I think my husband and I talked about it a lot. I remember when the opportunity was presented to me, you know, the first person I had to talk to about it was him. And so we went back and forth of not even back and forth. I was the one that came to him saying, are you sure? Like I, I can stay home if it's going to be too much for you. And, you know, it's such a great opportunity, but I don't want to, you know, leave you in the lurch. And a month is a really long time to solo parent. And he was the one who was like, don't be crazy. You have to do this. But I think I felt so much guilt, not just leaving my children, but but leaving my husband to do this because it is a lot of work. I mean, solo parenting is amazing. I have so much respect for people who are solo parents, parents of twins. Don't even get me started. But, and so it was that. And yet I don't know. And we talked about, you know, should his mother come up and help out for a bit, all of these things. And I was like, at some point I wondered if we would have, we would have had that much conversation if it had been the other way. Um, But no, he absolutely said, you cannot say no to this. And so, so yeah, I did it. And it was weird because first of all, I had to fly, my daughter and I have the same birthday and I had to fly out on our birthday. So fortunately it was a night flight. So I was able to sort of put her to bed and then leave. But it was, it was such a challenge. I mean, I remember. It must've been hard in that moment. Gosh, I don't think I would have, I don't think I could have imagined how hard it would be. What I realized when I, when I got to the Olympics was that you get so used to having these people around you all the time, right? Like your kids constantly want you and you're hugging them and flattening their hair or wiping something from their face or holding their hand or whatever it is. And all of a sudden I, they weren't there anymore. And I didn't realize how much I would miss them. And I missed that. Like I missed that connection to them and that contact with them. And, and I just got so homesick and my husband would send me, uh, we would FaceTime. And so we would FaceTime and like, oh, my kids would be so excited at first. <laughs> and then over the course of the month, my son was like, well, whatever, right? It just became less exciting, I guess, for everybody. And I, I even said to him at some point, I'd almost rather we don't FaceTime because it breaks my heart a little bit more when they don't seem interested or, you know, worse yet, if one of them cry, like see my daughter would cry at seeing me. So I just said, also because it's so fleeting, right? Once you hang up, you have nothing. They don't quite understand the technology, right? It's like, why exactly. can I see my mommy but not touch her or talk to her, like talk to her in person? On so- another on another business trip, my daughter kissed the kissed the phone, and uh, and it was just it was such a lovely cute thing. Because on the other hand, it was really sad. Um, but yeah, so I even I said to my husband, I was like, just send me videos, because then at least I can sit and watch them again and again and again. And and yeah, it was really strange. I got really homesick really homesick, really kid sick. 
What a, and husband sick and husband right? sick. What a, <laughs> husband sick just sounds like the opposite. But too much husband. Uh, <laughs> on the other hand, you have always uh, I've admired you for the reason that you know you have always been really really confident in wanting to make sure that you have a career that you're proud of, mm-hmm. so that your kids can see that. I want my kids to see their mom happy and challenged, and to know that. Um, that's important. And I think that when I was in journalism, I sort of, it it has such good, I mean, it's such an incredible role to play. Um, but I wasn't playing that role, uh, in the work that I was doing necessarily. And so I didn't want my kids to see me just, just working. And I know that that's such a, a privilege to have, to be able to say, no, I want to be able to find a job that I think has meaning and that has value. And that challenges me. I don't think I don't think a lot of people necessarily have that opportunity, um, but it was so important to me. And I, I talk to them about work and I talk about the things that I do. I talk about meetings and I talk about challenges and, and it's great because I want them to, I just want it to be important for them too, I guess. And so it's hard sometimes. Uh, this new job requires more of my time. And so I'll put them to bed and I'll get back on the computer where sometimes, you know, I'll be checking emails on my phone, but I always try to make a point of explaining to them what I'm doing and why am I, why I'm doing it and why it's important that I do it at that moment. Um, because yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's nice to sort of, it's, I want to be able to share this part of my life with them. Last week was particularly interesting for <laughs> you yes. because you had, was it two different trips within like three days? Yeah. I was traveling the Wednesday and the Friday. Uh, and it's funny. I didn't, I was talking about this with a, a, another friend, but just the, the having to like take all your stuff off and go through security and like unpack all your stuff and go back. It's that, that I find so challenging, but it also meant that, yeah, I didn't see my kids. So on the Wednesday I was, I left the house before they were even awake. And when I got home, my daughter was still awake and she, she poor thing, had was so upset because she was, she didn't understand that she wasn't going to see me in the morning. And so I absolutely broke our morning routine, which is I lie in bed for as long as possible. And then they crawl in with me and then we talk and read a story or whatever. So she did, was not down with me not being there. Uh, and apparently had made it a point <laughs> of letting my husband know how unhappy she was. So so yeah, and she she actually said to me, gosh, she's only four, but she said, why don't you bring me with you when you go on these trips? And I just, and so I had to explain to her why, but I said, but also part of this is so that we can go on trips, right? So that like, we're going to have the time eventually to all take a vacation together and just be together. But it was just a sort of a sad little moment where she seemed to think that she was being excluded from something. Yeah. And it was something else that your son said, I think too, because you were away on the Friday as well in Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Okay. So it was a lot back and forth, but I find sometimes when I travel or if I have a really long day at work, when I come home, there's this resentment. My little (laughs) toddler is like shooting at me, right? Like a laser beam. Yeah. But it's just... Do you think that it's because of the routine? I think with my kids, it's because otherwise we have a pretty solid routine. And it's when we deviate from that routine that they are not really thrilled with that. That makes sense. And I think it's that. It's sort of their way of reacting to the fact that they were consulted about this change of plans. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I don't know all of your friends, but I feel like you have a lot of 
mom bosses, powerful mamas oh around God, you. I'm so lucky. Yeah. How has that happened? Is, this, is that something you've cultivated or is it that your friends have actually turned into moms along the years? Hmm. That's a good question. I think, uh, I do think that there's something about becoming a mom that makes you a bit of a boss. I, I guess I know some, so many women. I mean, of course, I think all my friends are amazing, you included. Um, and so I think already they were sort of smart, strong uh, women. And then you have a child and you really have to, you have to put yourself on the back burner a little bit. And I think what I've seen happen in my group of friends is that now that their kids are a little bit older, they're discovering themselves a little bit again. They're sort of like, you sort of see, you get these little tastes or hints of the old Andre or, you know, the sort of who you were before any of this other stuff happened. And it's as that starts to come back to the surface that they have decided to make changes in their lives, like change careers or start their own businesses or whatever it is. Um, so I do think that there is something in this like resurgence of self that comes um, as you get out of the black hole that is the first the first years of uh, your child's life. How has becoming a mom um, changed or impacted the way that you are at work? Oh my gosh, my productivity is through the roof. Every I know this about every, I think this speaks for parents generally, but I mean, the fact of the matter is I do pick up from daycare almost every day. So I have to leave the office at five, which means I get to the office earlier than a lot of people. And then the amount of stuff that I can now do in that time period is incredible. And the other day, I actually didn't have to do pickup. My husband was going to do it. And I had all this time. And I was like, what do I do with myself? You're like half an hour, Am probably. I supposed <laughs> to serve the internet? Like, what does one do with all of this extra time? And it was actually really funny because I realized that in the last six years or five years, I guess, since I've been back at work, I really trained myself to work to that end of day deadline. Um, so yeah, I can... I can do a lot of stuff during the workday. But then I also don't mind that now, you know, after they're in bed, I can pull my laptop out and, and get back to work if I have to. So that's how it's changed. I think it's also made me a lot more empathetic. I think, you know, I'm lucky enough to lead a team of people here as I did in my last job. And I think because I'm now a mom, I have a, I just try and see a lot of situations with a lot more empathy. Um, than I would have before. You are a lot nicer. <laughs> Just kidding. You've always been nice to me. <laughs> Thanks, Monica. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Have another. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. So good for my self-confidence. Um, well, speaking of confidence, yes. because I always say, and I, I know I've shared this before on the podcast, that my confidence took a bit of a hit in terms of my career after I had a kid. Mm. And then I'll talk to other people who feel like they're more confident returning to work after having kids. Where do, you, where do you land on that scale? I think, huh, I think I probably had a bit of both. I think that on mat leave, there was definitely a fear that somehow I would get left behind, that all of this stuff would evolve and change. And we all have that. Isn't that like yeah, every mom's thought on, on day one? You're like, oh, everything is the same. But nothing's changed. Yeah. And so I, I think there was that. And I think, too, there is something about being the person that does have to leave. Or all of a sudden, if your child gets sick, you have to 
you know, you have to be able to stay home and take care of them. And so there are just things that happen that you never had to worry about as a non-parent um, that made, I guess that made me feel kind of exposed how you are, who you are, how you want to spend your time. And I think maybe a lot of people assume that your career is no longer important when in fact, maybe sometimes it's more so because, you know, of all these personal goals that you still want to achieve. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, I think I've gone through that a lot over the last four years that I've been a mom mm -hmm. is trying to figure out like, what are my goals career wise and yeah. how do they intersect with being a good mom and someone who's available for my kids? And yeah. it's, it's a really, really tough balance. It's a tricky balance. And I, my sister once sort of said, look at the long game, right? Because at some point your, your daughter is going to grow up and she'll move on and where will you be? Right. And so, and so for me, it was thinking a little bit about what are some of the things that I, I hope to achieve by the time that that, that happens. And I just, I think it's, I don't think everybody has to work. Right. I mean, would I rather sometimes not be working? Yes. Um, but I think for me, knowing that that's the type of person that I am, that work is important to me and I, I get a lot of value from the work that I do, I needed to think a little bit about the future and where would I be once they were gone? And I was no, that was no longer my full-time part, you know, my full-time job. That's such a smart way of looking at it. And I think a lot of moms get trapped in just trying to get by day to day. It's so hard to look into the future. I know. Well, that's where I think... Yeah, I'm lucky to have all these wise people around me that counsel me in these ways, right? But I think, um, I just think it also depends on the person. I think it's absolutely different strokes for different folks. And um, yeah, I don't think there's one right way of doing things. I think that's another thing you learn as a parent, that there is truly, there is no one way. Like everybody is doing the best that they can uh, with what they have. And, and I think... That's really important to know. And I don't think that's something you necessarily know before you have kids. You don't know how hard it is and how hard people are working just to make it all fall into place. Absolutely. And on that rhyme, <laughs> different strokes for different folks. Love it. Thank you, Andre. Thank you, Monica. I know you're a busy lady, but I always appreciate your wise words and your advice along the way. Oh, anytime. I always love getting my time in with Andre, and it's so encouraging to hear that she's figured out how to make her career change a reality. Now, I want to know, which mom boss would you like for me to feature next? You need to reach out to me fast because season one is winding down. It's time to raise it up, mamas. Have a great day and connect with us soon on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at mombosspodcast and at Monica Plattek. Subscribe for more episodes, and if you're feeling really nice, you can leave us a review.